Hello, and welcome to a Christmas edition of the Loftus Party Podcast. We'd like to open today's show with a royalty-free Christmas carol I am writing as I speak. Christmas is pretty awesome. Open them gifts. Christmas is pretty awesome. Look at them. Beep. Christmas is pretty awesome. Show me that ass. Christmas kicks ass. Okay, that's why I got to work on that one. <laughs> we're gonna work on it, but I mean, here's the thing: uh, we've already submitted to ASCAP, right? So we're gonna get it taken care of and covered, and uh, no one else can use it. Yeah, and if they do, they owe us money. I'm expecting a uh, stop motion animation Christmas special this time next year. Uh, Christmas kicks ass. Um, okay, so it's a it's a weird one this week. Here's the fun part, you guys. Here's what you need to know. While the Liberty Gypsy still digs out of the Arctic tundra that is <laughs> Georgia after an inch of snow, they might be ready to reopen the city or in the state in a few weeks. So here's what's happened. Andrew Apple got on a plane, came to New York. We had a thing we can't talk about right now. Had a little adventure in Manhattan, and it's been quite the adventure. So I think you and I... Uh, you're used to it. I, I had like three hours of sleep last night. Yes. So I was completely jet lagged. Uh, I think I went to bed at about 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I was up and at him about 7. Right. Which. Here's what I did. I went 2 a.m., got up a little bit before 6. Okay. And then about 7 o'clock, you, uh, you came out of your room yep. and said, are you awake? I said, yes. And you said, I'm very impressed. I am. Then I put on my pajamas, changed my plans. <laughs> <laughs> we did have fun today, though. We did. Went down to the city, went to the Gotham uh, Comedy Club. Yep. That's a great cr- uh, group of people down there. Fantastic group We're of people. Big, big thanks to everyone at Gotham, to uh, Leanne especially, and uh, Chris Mazzilli and everybody who, who helped us today. That was awesome. Um, and Brian. Good old Brian. Brian was a champ. Brian uh, really hooked us up. Brian, buddy, you, you, you got to get that cough looked into. <laughs> I'm worried about you. He had this crazy cough. It was always right on cue. It's like we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. We stop. <laughs> And now we're talking and the cough's up. It was really oddly. Well, I think that was intentional by him because I think he was holding in his cough so he would only cough oh. after the interview portion of when people were talking on camera. The poor soul. The poor soul. Anyway, we had a uh, we had a banner day. One of the funniest things happened <laughs> ever in the history. Well, in a long time. So we, uh, we get an Uber back... Uh, to Long Island. We got to get back on the island. It's like six o'clock at night. Uber guy picks us up. Traffic's heavy. Blah, blah. We're driving through Harlem. Uh, we're about to get on one of the frickin' bridges. One of the, I guess the one bridge we don't have to pay. Andrew, you're looking at your phone. Now I'm getting sleepy, but I'm trying to cover, right? I got to be strong. <laughs> Andrew looks at his phone and, and you say, you said what? I said... Oh, look, you can buy a chocolate mold of your butthole for your loved ones this Christmas. Okay, now there's a sentence you don't hear all the time. (laughs) Hey, look, you can... Hey, he's laughing. Hey, look, you can buy a chocolate mold of your butthole for your loved ones this Christmas. So that's oddly... And then I just casually say, what's the name of this company that makes it? Edible Anus. And then right on cue... The driver, this Hindu kid, is like seriously. <laughs> it was great. He was. He was. The, it was. Yeah. Maybe he had to be there, but uh, he just chimed in with us seriously. And then it was shortly after that. He's like, "You guys want to listen to some music?" <laughs> <laughs> this is all very inside baseball. Yes. But I, I, I feel like our party members will get it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, go to theloftestparty.com, send us a message, and uh, let us know what flavor you would want your chocolate butthole to be. Uh, well, then there you go. You've already said chocolate. You've And, and this is the company. We, we looked it up. Because here's what here's the deal. It, it's, it seemed like an onion thing to me. Like, a, it's obviously a fake. Uh, but this is a company. This is the... The, the they, Edible they, Anus Company. The Edible Anus Company. Uh, they'll also do bronze. Yes. So... 
they have a couple of different options. <laughs> what you can do is th- they just have like standard buttholes. <laughs> so if you want to buy just butthole shaped chocolate, no, no, really, really. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go as far to like, you know what, you know what this house needs? It needs. A bronzed butthole. Don't you kind of have to go with your own? You don't just get that off the rack. That's got to be. Oh, that's that's um that's your well, that's your mother's. The price is a little bit of a barrier really? to entry. Well, so, oh, really? Yeah. So here's 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 what I can't. Stand. I just is there a market for just a nondescript? Butthole. Like, you have to be... Apparently, because this company sells them in packs of three for $10. Oh, well, like, okay. But can you get famous peoples? <laughs> we don't know, but you can get a personalized one where yes. they will actually make a mold of your butthole. Right. And it's only $500. $500? Yes. Wow. I'm out. <laughs> For a second there, I'm like, oh, maybe <laughs> they got me. They got me on the price point. It wasn't. It wasn't the fact of someone pouring molten lead onto my asshole. <laughs> I, I don't think they could do it like that. Anyway, and this the company. The company slogan. The company slogan is what? It's the the butthole that saved Christmas or something. The butthole that time forgot? The land before butthole? <laughs> it's the anus that made Britain great. <laughs> it's the, yeah, and I'm sure there's a bunch of Indians, uh, in, you know, Pan-Asian Indians, who think uh, uh, there's been a couple of British assholes that made Britain <laughs> less than great. <laughs> I tell you what, I didn't like Queen Elizabeth. I didn't like the, the one before her. All those people. That's horribly racist. Okay, so this is going to be... Weird. It's a sleep-deprived uh, kind of a wonderful thing that that happened in the Uber. I laughed so hard, and I'm and I'm sorry to my driver. Uh, I I couldn't do because it's uh, the setup and punch to it was just what's the name of the company? And then this like the perfect quiet moment, and then seriously, <laughs> he was just so disgusted. Uh, we howled with laughter. We, but oh, and here's the other thing. This is like more of a pop culture thing. But uh, as we're driving home, he's like, "Do you guys want to listen to music?" And uh, yeah, sure. Uh, coming across the bridge, getting back over onto Long Island, heard a little bit of the new Taylor Swift. Yes, it was um, "Bad Reputation." Mm-hmm. I'm going to give that the thumbs up. I enjoyed it. I had not heard I, that's the first time mm-hmm. I had heard a track off that album. I enjoyed it immensely. Okay, because I have been, and I know she's your girl. Yes, she is. But I have been generally underwhelmed by this album as a whole. You know what it is? And this is going to sound, I'm going to sound like a very old person right now. Uh, I'm the youngest of five kids. My older, a couple of my older brothers and sisters were very much into Fleetwood Mac. Okay. I mean, like, my, my brother, my, my eldest brother, very much into Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Like, like there was an album called Buckingham Knicks. Okay. Uh, and then they joined Fleetwood Mac. Things got, and then there was Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac rumors, boom, 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 exploding. They had this really huge album. I think it was Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac, or maybe it was rumors. Well, rumors and, was their big. Yeah, album. yeah. And then the next one was, yeah, you know, it's underwhelming. And I yeah. think, what was it, 1983? That was 1989. Yeah. That was that, that was a great album. Ginormous. Yeah. And the and that's. And that's how you know, and you and I, I think a million years ago, talked about it on this very podcast. Mm-hmm. You know it's good when the cover of it is good. Yes. Uh, Ryan Adams. Yes. Amazing. So that's just a, a testament to uh, good, good songwriting. Okay. So uh, I liked it. I liked Bad Reputation. But I was expecting nothing because okay. I've heard a lot of people say, meh, meh. It's not like, hey, I'm not going to go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I'm like, yeah, it's just like. Bad. That that first single was just not good Ooh. to me. The Look What You Made Me Do, that was everywhere. Yeah. I didn't enjoy that. And then there's a song where she talks about how she's going to run through the jungle and run through the wolves to get to you. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 very and that's fluffy. And that's a big buy. Yeah. Like, I don't picture her running anywhere for any dude. I really don't. No. I, I don't. I don't picture her... 
running. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm seriously, Wait. like, what, when do you think, just, just a guess, mm-hmm. when do you think the last time, like, Taylor Swift had to really, like, run anywhere? Uh, anywhere. No, I'll, and I'll be completely honest with you, it was in the Apple commercial that she did on a treadmill. But that's for acting. Yeah. Like, for, like, had a need to run. Oh, never. Yeah. She hasn't run. I don't think that girl has run since P.E. <laughs> in the seventh grade. She's very fit, so I'm guessing she has a regular treadmill routine. She's got a trainer or something going on. Yeah. And there was probably a treadmill, I'm going to guess elliptical, okay. to save her knees and her ovaries. But uh, I don't think that girl's, like, so, yeah, Taylor, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are, uh, the running through the jungle and running f- through the wolves to get to me m- might not be the best imagery. But I did like Bad Reputation. There's a cool little hook on it. She does a cool little vocal thing. The hook I liked mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, so there is some news today. Um, well, there's some headlines. Yes. There's some headlines that make you think something really uh, weird happened. And like a moron, while we were on our field trip today, I bit. I bit on it. I, I, I based my knowledge on the headline. The headline was this, uh, Donald Trump banned seven words from the CDC. Like, yes. Like, if you work at the CDC, you can't use these words. It's the seven words you can't say at the CDC. These are the ones that are banned. Fetus, transgender, diversity, entitlement, vulnerable, evidence-based, science-based. Why can't you say science-based? That was my spot-on George Carlin. I like it. So... That was the headline. Those words aren't banned. Those are, you're just not allowed, they don't want, uh, I guess they are banned from the uh, the budget proposal. Mm-hmm. The CDC's looking for dough. Yes. And the Trump administration is like, let's not, uh, we don't feel the need to use uh, fetus, transgender, diversity, entitlement, vulnerable, evidence-based, or science-based. But they did come up with a another phrase for science-based which has a lot of words in it it is a lot of words science-based is more economical yes you will save ink uh on the the government printer because it is a long phrase however uh i overreacted you know we're talking with uh with people and things are being recorded and blah 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 and i'm like that's ridiculous it's stupid i can't defend that and i'm saying that before i read the article so i feel a little foolish you know what happened? I fell for the fake news guy. Fake news victim. Well, I mean, you know, th- this is actually something that we were talking about earlier today as well, that we are all victims of clickbait on a very regular basis. Yes. And it's getting really, really troubling. Here's what I know. And I, I'm just just to that point, And I've said this before uh, to the Liberty Gypsy. I could be... So much more bombastic on Twitter. I could be so much more, you know, big sweeping statements, hate, hate, you know, blah, blah. And I just don't want to do that. I find it boring. And I know it would be, it would just generate a lot more, you know, but but who wants to do that? I don't want to be uh, the loudest voice shouting the biggest blah, blah. I want to have fun and, and crap like that. But unfortunately, it is the loudest, most bombastic and that's where the the tone is. That's where things are set. Yes. Which is not a good thing. I think it's always been the case, though. It has, but the reason it's different now was because there was a fourth estate and there was a barrier to entry when it came to journalism. I mean, it is a very well-known fact that... Have you ever seen, uh, have you ever seen the, the movie His Girl Friday? Uh, I, like I, a million... But that's like, it's the newspaper game. It's the yes, 1930s. Exactly. That, sells, that sells papers. And like, you can't say that, Chief. It's not true. That's not, but, and it's been that, that's been the game. Yes. And you can take that back to uh, John Adams uh, versus T.J. Jefferson. Yes. Uh, Just like, I think Adams called, I think Adams called Thomas Jefferson uh, a hermaphrodite. Yeah. It, 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 the, no, the, no. Thomas Jefferson called uh, Adams a hermaphrodite. And uh, Adam said that if Thomas Jefferson were elected, all of our women would be raped. <laughs> it was like just... So we have a rich history of it. So anyway, yes, the fourth estate, I hear you. Mm-hmm. However, I'm, it, that just occurred to me too. I think it's always been that way. Can we change it? Well, first off, and we talked about this last week on, on the podcast. I, I am all for reinstating the fairness doctrine. I think that we need to get back to news and less opinion. 
Yes. Uh, and honestly, I think that might be something that needs to be legislated. I, You know what? I hate to say this, uh, but I guess there was... And I, maybe, and I apologize, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sleepy cowboy here. We, if we talked about it last week, I apologize. But I think there was, there was a time mm-hmm. back in the early days of. So you want to get your television license? Yes. You have to have this much straight up news, and there were no commercials. It was just mm-hmm. news. There wasn't money to be made. You're, so you provided it as yeah, like a service. I'll, I'll provide the clarification. Basically. <clears throat> Back in the early days of television, television was coming across the air. Right. You don't own the air. No one owns the air. So basically, these head honchos at the networks, they came in and they got in front of Congress and said, here's what we're going to do. All right? We're going to make a lot of money making television. We're going to make entertainment. And it's going to go over the air. But as a public service, we are going to give one hour every week and it's going to be the news. We are going to report that for the public good. Yes. There was never anything that said they could or could not monetize it. Right. And that's ultimately what led to the 24-hour news cycle, what led to what we have today, where these news organizations are now major monetary factors in these big conglomerates. It's very, I'm, very compl- I'm very conflicted here. It seems to go against you know my core political beliefs. However, uh, when you have a vested interest in uh oh lead with the explosion lead with the worst thing fear fear go with the that you know there is and it's ratings you're chasing ratings which means you're chasing ad dollars and revenue it's uh it's it's scary yeah because it's it's really uh and people have been saying this for a long time and maybe i'm just late to the party but but they're real like there really is like two americas yeah i mean there are the people who are just Scared to death mm-hmm. that these are the end of days. Yes. Donald Trump is the president. Yeah. And then there's the people who, like me, who were like, whew, it was almost the end of days. <laughs> we got Donald Trump as president. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm sleeping really well. I'm sleeping really good. And there's other people that are just like white knuckle death grip. You know, he's got the launch codes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Well, because the, the, and uh, I, I want to share two interesting things with you. About okay. what you just said. Uh, number one, I am leaning more and more closer to the white knuckle death grip. Okay. Uh, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, because of what we do on this show and what we do with, with our work over at LoftusParty.com, I'm, nice. more, I'm one of the few, thank you, plug, uh, I am probably one of the few human beings who will take the time to go to NBC News, go to Fox News. Look at Breitbart, Daily Caller, Huffington Post, Daily Beast. All of these different places that have a lot of varying points of view on them. Yes. And what's both interesting and scary is that if you're not reading all of it, you're not getting the whole picture. It, I, and I, I know there's people who've been saying this for a long, long time. Yes. I mean, probably for years before. And, and like you and I are just getting to the party and like, hey, I got a question. How come the news isn't fair? <laughs> right? Like yeah. smart people. Like I'm sure there's a, there's smart people like somewhere in their giant summer or winter homes just like, really? Mm-hmm. Really now you want to ask? <laughs> I've been saying this since 62. Um, but it is true. And, and I'm in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Like I watch uh, MSNBC. I watch uh, Fox. I watch, you know, other news outlets. And, and you just see like... It's this, the the difference is really really astounding. Yes, and then uh, the one thing, and I just want to mention this just for uh, the listeners at home, the thing that I found amazing, like Donald Trump gave a speech uh, recently about uh, you know, hey, Jerusalem's the capital of Israel. Yes, and uh, so the thing they harped on about that was, mm-hmm. boy, he was slurring his words. And I watched it, and like maybe he had dry mouth, but it wasn't like he was having a stroke on TV, and like they literally. Uh, have have uh, psychologists and psychiatrists on MSNBC. Go, he's he's insane. He's got dementia. That would explain everything. And I, like they're literally going because he uh, like un- was enunciating some words. We can like and and these are the same people. I'm not even kidding you. I'm not kidding you. That were when Hillary was passed out on her feet, like getting her 
old ass dragged into a van mm-hmm. in Manhattan on a balmy day that was all of 73. Mm-hmm. And it was the heat. And they're like, I think it's un-American to even question her health. That's what drives us crazy. Okay. That's what drives people like me crazy. Really? Donald Trump's lip gets stuck to his tooth and he's a freaking nut job. Hillary passes out on her feet, gets dragged by the Secret Service, and it's like, how dare you question her health? That's crazy. Okay. Now, I'm so glad you said this because okay. we, we have a moment where I think we can connect on something mm-hmm. here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a, an, an analogy here. Okay. The way you feel about how the media treated that moment is the way that liberals feel about the birther movement. Really? Yes. That is exactly how the liberals feel. That by saying, by, by proposing, mm-hmm. that perhaps Barack Obama was born out of town and he came over here and they're like, we should probably get a birth certificate. Like, that's the level of outrage? Yes, because... Like, I don't... Because, listen... Uh, and I'm telling you right now. Yeah. They could, Barack Obama, seriously, could pop out of a cake today. And he'll probably, probably a cake where Donald Trump just was <laughs> a, a, the day before. Because that's, that's all Obama's doing now, which is some horse shit. Uh, but he could pop out of a cake and go, you guys, I'm from Africa. And everybody would be like, you, get out of here. It's, it's over. Like that, it's, it's, it's history. That like, it means nothing I mean, it doesn't, it's not like, um, you know, like, uh, like Pete Rose still gets into the, he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame, but he's got, you know, he's in the record books and yeah. stuff. Obama, it's not like, the, it's not like it's going to be like Moses, 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 have his name stricken from every temple. It's like, yeah, that, that guy, that was the president. He was a Barack Obama. I mean, like, I don't see how the birther movement, I don't see how it works, the analogy. Well, because. Donald like, Trump, lip stuck to his tooth. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. Hillary Clinton passes out, gets dragged into a van, doesn't get taken to a hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what you do. You know, that's that's what you do. Hey, my mom just passed out. You want to go to the hospital? Mm, no, let's go to my house. It's on 76th and Broadway. Uh, anyway, but but she's fine. That's I don't see how the birther movement because, correlates. Uh, mostly because, what and what I'm trying to get across here is, like, I don't know what else Barack Obama could have done to convince Fox News that he was born in America. Birth certificate? He put out his birth certificate. How long did it take him? As long as it took Trump to say that Obama was born in America. No. When? How long did it take him to provide his birth certificate? What? Where, where are his college transcripts? I have no idea. Where there you I go. I don't know where my college transcripts are. Do <laughs> well, you? you're not running for president. No, I don't know where yours are. Uh, I, <laughs> I know where you left the caramel popcorn, though. Um, anyway, that's uh, I don't want to go down okay. that rabbit hole, but there's you, you see that 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 kind of weirdness, and I, I don't like to bring that kind of stuff because I feel it's like it's really close to conspiracy waters, and I only want to go to the conspiracy waters that I want to go to, <laughs> which. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the, um, okay. This is the Loftus party, so yes, I, I, yes. I, I will and there defer. was and there's big conspiracy uh, news today, and these people have got to be flipping the hell out. the 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 Pentagon today uh, has released information, and they said, "Hey, since uh, 2007, we've been investigating UFO activity. Harry Reid asked us to do it. We did it. Now." Uh, a couple of questions. Uh, one, seriously, how long have you been doing it? Because there's no way that it started in 2007. Uh, number two, why'd you, why'd you say, and, and what's the budget? What did Harry Reid, when Harry Reid has a secret program to look into UFOs that you don't find out about till like eight years later or whatever, mm-hmm. ten years later, um, what, what, what were we spending on that? And how many other little secret programs? But then I want to get into the budget fiasco. However, I'm into it. I am way into it. Like, looking into UFOs, let's do it. And I, I, here's, here's my other thing. So, imagine, if you will, if you've been... Because those dudes are out there, the UFO people. Yes. They've been saying this crap for years. And I don't say crap like it's meaningless. I mean, like, they've been screaming this from the mountaintops. They're here! You know, mm-hmm. they probed me or whatever. 
uh, and then you, you make your jokes like I just did and they get they feel demeaned and they you know whatever secret society I think that there's some stuff going on I saw a, a, a piece of video the other day and if it's a fraud it's a it's a great it's a great fraud uh, from the space station yes uh, in orbit and there's something that just pops out of the clouds and just whoosh, just zips by maybe they sh maybe it's reversed maybe they reversed the the film I don't know then I saw a thing in the New York Times today showed it to you yes and what here's here's the uh, I'll give you the nuts and bolts of the story uh, these two pilots uh, they're based on the aircraft carrier Nimitz they're off the coast of San Diego they're flying around they get a call from the Nimitz hey do you guys have uh, ordnance meaning are your guns loaded. The jet pilots guys are like, yep, we're locked and loaded, good to go. All right, get over here. There's something that was at 80,000 feet a second ago. Ba-boom, now it's at 20,000 feet. We want you to go look at that. So they are they, the, the jets shoot over. By the time they get uh, into contact, the thing is no longer there, but there's an object under the water. Just under the water, the waves are churning up. They said it looked like the ocean was boiling. So these guys now are circling around this. What's this thing that has, I guess it fell into the water. It gets out of the water and starts shooting skyward. So these dudes hightail it out of there, bigger circles to try to follow this thing. And as they're going up to the top of the circle, boom, it's waiting for them. Okay. Now, and there's video on it. They, they have the, like the little targeting, like it, like live from Iraq, that stuff. These yeah. guys have an object on their radar. They're ready to shoot it. Mm -hmm. Boom. UFOs. Harry Reid. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> and so, I hope they're cool. I hope that we better hope they are cool. Yes. Yes. Because we don't have Will Smith to save us like he did. Not this time. Day. He didn't sign on for the sequel. But I tell you what, somebody better make sure Jeff Goldblum's ass is safe. Because <laughs> he's like, I've, I found a way to um, uh, have the satellites infuse the alien technology with a, uh, with a, with a virus. And I, I have to tell you, um, I was very excited. I, I saw a movie that you have not seen yet called uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't want to get in, into any spoilers. But Jeff Goldblum's in it. Jeff Goldblum's not in it. <laughs> But they did a trailer for Jurassic World 2 in oh, front of it. Oh, man. I saw it. You don't seem excited. No, I'm not. Okay. Because it's beyond stupid now. Why? Here's why. Uh, I read the book Jurassic Park. Yes. Fantastic book. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michael Crichton had this way of, of writing these books. And I, and I like how you just kind of ducked the whole UFO thing. <laughs> You don't believe it. You <laughs> you saw it. You read the article. You looked at the video. You're like, whatever. But we'll talk about Jurassic Park too. Okay. So Michael Crichton writes this book, uh, Jurassic Park, and and baboom to his credit, that guy was way ahead of the game in terms of science. They just found a piece of amber mm -hmm. uh, that had that has a tick in it. Okay. Like a full on bloated tick. Mm -hmm. That tick is full of something's DNA. Yes. It's just fed on something. <laughs> amber got it. So you extrapolate from that, you got Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. and the guy has, has made dinosaurs, and it took him, and Jeff Goldblum was like, no, no, nature finds a way, life finds a way, blah, 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 then we're going to have to drive faster, um, <laughs> and, and it goes haywire, mm -hmm. and they leave the island alone. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm so in on that movie. Yes. And I will put that, that initial T-Rex scene, mm -hmm. that attack of the Jeep. Yes. And when it's, uh, today... That looks real to me. Okay. That's fantastic CGI puppetry the whole night. Mm -hmm. So I get, that's a great movie. Yes. Except for the ending kind of <laughs> falls apart. Fair enough. Uh, then the second movie, uh, they have to go back for a reason. Yes. Okay. I'm all in. Yes. I'm all in for that. Mm -hmm. Then now, now we're going crazy. Now we're into the third one, and let's bring a T-Rex back to San Diego. I'm out. Yes. I'm out. You've lost. Then um, I'm back with the fourth one. Uh, these people go back to the dinosaur island. There's a couple dinosaurs left. Though they're attacking, they're trying to get the DNA. I'm in, I'm in for that one. Yes. Now you've got uh, the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt. 
training dinosaurs. He's the alpha dinosaur. He does the hand thing where he puts his hand out and the dinosaur nuzzles his hand. And I'm the pack leader on the motorcycle running with the... Yes. Hold yes. on, hold on. Because that's not the trailer I saw. No, that was the movie before this. Yes, that was Jurassic World. Horrible. Okay. Absolutely horrible. So now the island is bad again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so if they're, if you follow the history and the timeline, people are smarter than that. They would, They just wouldn't go back. They wouldn't go back. No one would go back, no matter what. If people were on that island, you, no one's going. And I think, uh, like, uh, the Costa Rican Navy would be out there. There would be, like, no one's getting back on that thing. So, this is actually one place I disagree with you. Because... Okay. Because, no, I'm, I'm serious about this. Colin Trevorrow, who... I love... Directed, wait a minute, wait a minute. I love how we show you an article from the New York Times... <laughs> And a video from the cockpit with the UFO captured on video. And you're like, whatever. But anyway, Dinosaur Island. I saw something on a camera. I don't know what it is. I want to keep looking into okay. UFOs. I want to be believe. I want to believe. Okay. I do want to believe. So the trailer for Jurassic Park 2. Yes. Jurassic World 2. Chris Pratt with his emotional, uh, I touch dinosaurs on the nose and mm -hmm. they trust me. And I fed this one and I gave her a name. It's a reptile. Yes. Okay, you can name an alligator. That thing's going to eat you. Okay, you're not going to touch it on the nose. Be like, good Gertie. I'm going to get on the motorcycle and ride. Okay, so anyway, what did you like about it? You liked it. We have very different tastes. Yes, yes. So what I liked about this trailer was the fact that they're basically ripping off Kong Skull Island. Really? And yes. Because it's like you said, they have to go back to the island because there's... A couple of dinosaurs on there and someone gets up and says, well, we need to save these dinosaurs because it turns into this whole public debate. Do dinosaurs have a right to live? We brought them into the world. They are living beings, but they might eat us. So we just kind of want to blow up the island. But some people aren't cool with that. So they have to go back to the island. Already you lost me. Okay. And here's where you lost me. Yes. You can bring back how many dinosaurs you want? 50? 100? Personally? No, just like alive on planet Earth. None. Okay, now let's say, um, let's say there was, f uh, how many dinosaurs do you think there are in Jurassic Park, Jurassic World? I'd say a good 20. 20? Yeah. That's a small number. Let's double that. <laughs> let's say there's 40 dinosaurs that we just let loose, let's, and let's pick a big city. Let's pick Manhattan. Those dinosaurs are dead tomorrow. They, we just... We kill them all. Yes. Like, there's dinosaurs. Bang, bang, bang. 40 dinosaurs. Probably 40 bullets. It would, like, it would be the shortest movie ever. Maybe the last dinosaur, somebody would feel bad, but then someone would look at their car and, like, no, kill it. <laughs> it totally ruined my Prius. It would, like, there's no movie there anymore. I mean, you got the spectacle, but uh, the, the I think the, the, the premise is wrong. The premise is wrong. The premise is wrong. I, I know they love the Jurassic Park series in the Jurassic World, uh, Chris Pratt trains dinosaurs, I'm out. I'm out. And I can believe a lot of junk. I can make some pretty big leaps. I do want to ask you this. Yes. Um, and we will get back to some politics, but like this is a, this is a free, this is Freeform Friday on a Saturday. Um, you said you saw Star Wars. Yes. Okay. It, it breaks my heart to say this. This is really... Uh, the longest I've waited. This is like... For a very good reason, though. Yes, I want to see this with my family. Yes. I want to do that whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I love the Star Wars franchise. Yes. And I I forgave... Uh, uh, what's this dude? George Lucas? J.J. Uh, Abrams. Yes. A lot. Okay. Uh, like, he had to... He had to he had to do some pretty iffy things to get the franchise going. Yes. However, um, there's a lot that I loved about it. Mm -hmm. The the giant planet that destroys entire solar systems mm -hmm. was that was ridiculous. Yes. That was completely ridiculous. Yes. However, it's a movie. I mean, popcorn. There's the force. Uh, using the force to read somebody's mind. <laughs> no. No. You cannot do that. And I... I uh, Kylo Ren... Hmm, whatever. Here's the thing. And, and I, 
I'm not going to give any spoilers, obviously, but I am anticipating that when the podcast comes up next week and you do talk about it, you may have some sadness. They can't kill anybody else. They can't kill. I'm little. I'm mad at Harrison Ford. Like I will be mad at him till the end of my days, for for having him encourage the, the writers. Yeah, kill me, kill me. Horrible, 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 horrible. That's him being selfish. That tells me a lot about who he is as a human being. He's a selfish, selfish uh, person, and I would say it to his face. And then I'd probably ask him, where'd you get those earrings? Because those are pretty hot. <laughs> um, I finally found some hoops. Really? I got, yeah, I got the diamond studs. Yes. Uh, very happy with those. I've always wanted little hoops. Morgan uh, Freeman has mm-hmm. a great pair. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford has a good has a good earring, and I I could never. And I finally found them. Uh, I'll wear them in the next vlog. They're they're fantastic. They're wonderful. Okay. So yeah, we'll 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 talk some serious. Uh, st- oh, another Star Wars no- noise. It's crazy. I'm like Donald Trump. My lip is sticking. I must be insane. <laughs> the uh, Star Wars sex toys. We didn't talk about that last week. I want to make sure we do it this week. Uh, in fact, can maybe get on your phone and see if they still have them, if that company is still selling them. The company is still selling them. But they're not called Star Wars sex toys. They're no. like Star Battle sex toys. They're, or... they're called Star Toys. This, this is a website, not a sponsor for the record, although if they do want to send us some stuff, we will give them a serious shout out. This is GeekySexToys.com. Geeky Sex Toys, I'm telling you right now, if you send them... We'll find someone uh, to try them out. <laughs> I don't think the Liberty Gypsy is going to be happy with the way this is going. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you got a C-3PO coming your way. Oh, R2. Why? <laughs> See what I did there? Here's what I did. Oh, C-3PO. And then he was muffled. Anyway, I think they're hilarious. I think they're in good fun. I hope they don't get sued. They have uh, lightsaber ones. That just it's got like a lightsaber handle and the the little schlong thing lights up. You mm-hmm. can pick your color. It could be you could be the light side, the dark side, red, blue. It looks like a wonderful fun. Well, what what I adore is uh, the text that I got from you after I told you initially about this. Yes, do you remember what you said? I do not. Uh, you said the dark side red lightsaber dildos are sold out. Yes. And I love America for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those were sold out. And then the Darth Vader, it has like a, a big, uh, like a wand one. Yes. And the Darth Vader helmet is the is the active part. Sold out. And they had their apologies on there. We're going to try to make more. Yes. So I love it. So I'm looking at the site now. Uh, they have, um, uh, for the dudes, they have what they call hand solo. It is, uh, it's, it's basically a, a fleshlight with, Han Solo and Carbonite on oh, it. Oh, no, that's not good. That's it, not good. I find see now that one I find distasteful. It's okay. like you're gonna you're gonna masturbate to a Han Solo and Carbonite. I can't do that. Well, and again, if that's your thing, go with it. Right. Hey, if you're into it, America, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to stop you from having your fun. There's a there's a dildoa. It it if, if you've ever wondered what Yoda's penis looks like. Oh man, this may give you an idea. It's also a lipstick. It's, it's just that mm, pleasure yourself, you will. Mm, mm. The for those who are into BDSM, they have a space station ball gag. Oh, like a like a Death Star ball gag. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. And there's uh for the extra kinky ones, there's a six piece dark side bondage kit. Bum bum bum. Give me the plans to that space station, Lando Calrissian. This and, deal keeps getting worse all the time. Meanwhile, and I, I, I know we don't talk about Rick and Morty much on this show, but they have a bunch of Rick and Morty sex toys, too. Good for them. Here's the thing, and I'll be honest about uh, Rick and Morty. Yes. I like this show because it's more uh, comedy and a little bit of politics. It's like a break. It's like a Christmas break, a yes. holiday break, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. Everyone I know, and I, I hang out with some pretty funny people. True. There's the people who have never seen Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Then you have the people who love Rick and Morty. Yes. And they all say, once you get in, you are all in. Yes. Like, maybe one, two episodes, you're like, what? I yeah. don't really. And then by like episode three or whatever, you're like, this is just hilarious. Yes. 
I did see a clip that made me howl with laughter. Which one? I've seen okay. every episode. So You've seen every episode. Yes. One episode, I don't know who's Rick and who's Morty. It's obviously a takeoff on Back to the Future. Oh, 100%. In, in fact, its origins are from a website called Channel 101, where the creator was like, I'm going to do the most fucked up Back to the Future parody you can possibly imagine. So he does something called Doc and Marty. Okay. And Marty has an H in it. Okay. And it's really cheap animation. It's just the most disgusting stuff you could possibly imagine. That's great. Marty doing. Now, isn't this the, one of the creators also from Community? Yeah, that's Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. Who okay. I, I know you're not a fan of Community. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that show. I, I think I think the first couple of... Whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, the first couple of episodes, whatever, whatever, and then it became a, a different thing. And I'd love to talk to Dan Harmon about that. Absolutely. Because I know he was... He went to do other stuff and he mm-hmm. came back uh however the the rick and morty one i saw uh the doctor gives the kid a, a device so he can listen to the thoughts of the animals yes and he goes outside uh and the the bees are like must get honey for the queen mm-hmm. gotta feed the queen take care of the drones and like the ants are like oh gotta get all this stuff and then everyone else is cute and the birds are cute <clears throat> and then the squirrel is like listen we have to, you know, keep the, and the, the squirrels are, have a secret society, and they go, he can hear us. And they look at the kid, and the kid tries to pretend like he wasn't listening to the mm-hmm. secret, and the squirrels are like a giant wave of them, uh, are attacking the kid, and he's running for his life, and then the doctor's like, we gotta get out of here! They, they see you listening! That cracked me up. Yep. So if it's stuff like that, I think I'd enjoy it. You will. Mm-hmm. Rick and Morty, that's Cartoon Network. Adult Swim. Adult Swim. Yes. Sunday nights at like what? It's like 10 p.m. I think I I, I usually watch it uh, the next and day. This is what gives me hope. Yes. Sunday nights at 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. and then boom, boom, boom. I don't know what the ratings are. I know a lot of people talk about it, and mm-hmm. a lot of people watch it. Mm-hmm. It seems popular. You can't keep something funny a secret. True. It just gets out, mm-hmm. and people start uh, passing it along. And hopefully, that's the kind of thing uh, that will happen here. Evidently, it is happening. Yes. Uh, our little ratings are doing uh, doing well. I'm pre- I'm pleased with the ratings uh, we've been gathering, and and the Facebook. Thank you guys. I always want to do that, and and I mean it sincerely. Uh, the people, YouTube subscriptions, Facebook friends, all that wonderful, wonderful stuff. Here's something, and this this goes right in with the Star Wars stuff and uh, the political stuff. We got uh, Disney bought 20th Century Fox. Yes. I do not like it. I do not like it. I do not like it for a ton of reasons. Okay. Continue with that. Less competition. Okay. That is not good. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to Disney for every superhero movie. I don't want to go to Disney for every action movie. It's just that's all all it's going to be. Hopefully Sony better get their act together. And Warner Brothers better get their act together, because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's getting bleak. We're getting we're getting. How many studios are there? I think there's only about f- uh, five big ones, and then a few mini majors. If you count like Annapurna and Skydance and those type of places, yeah, they, you better get it together because that mouse is coming for everybody. All right, and I used to I used to like. People would say, "Oh, Disney man, that's kind of shady. You know, they're super greedy and all this stuff." Then they did some really questionable. Not questionable. It was really horrible what they did with Pixar mm-hmm. to get them back in the fold. Yeah, and I'm like, yikes! If anybody had a chance to strike out on their own, mm-hmm. it was Pixar for crying out loud. It was just hit after hit after hit. Yeah, Disney muscled those guys into negotiating. So uh, it's terrifying. And all these people, like Disney, owns too much stuff. They just own. Now I'm a capitalist. I gotta. I, I talk the talk. Gotta walk. There you go. So compete other studios. Get it together. Sony, start making better movies. Warner Brothers. All right. So make better movies. For the record, I just want to start by saying you and I are in total agreement on this, but I at least want to present the other side and hear your thoughts on it. Is that okay? Or do you, you want if to you're, if you're gonna go if you're gonna go to finally the Fantastic Four and the no, X Men are back no, in the no, Yeah, those no, that's, people I, that's like as a fan, I can at least appreciate that, but like it, it, I'm, I, I don't care. All that much. Me neither. You know, it's I like, really don't. They're making good movies with what they have. Yeah. And that's ultimately what matters. Uh, but th- this is the commentary that 
we are in the biggest shift in the entertainment industry that has ever been. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that we know is in five years, we don't know what the entertainment industry is going to be looking like as far as distribution right now. And yeah. Apple, Google, Netflix, Facebook, they are all moving into that space. They are making content. They are essentially competing with Disney. Mm-hmm. And these companies have a lot more money than Disney does at the moment. That is very true. That's a great point. Now, the argument for Disney doing this is the only way it can survive is if it becomes big enough to compete with the Apples and the Googles and all of that. That is uh, an an awesome point. If if the entertainment business is uh, the board game Risk. Yes. Uh, you've got, remember how you get to use armies and you turn in cards and mm-hmm. get bonus Oh yeah, armies. no, I love that game. Like Facebook has a giant uh, army. Yes. And they probably got a match. Mm-hmm. They're going to turn in yeah. next. And, and Verizon has a bunch of armies. Yep. Boy, I feel bad for like uh, Warner Brothers down there with like <laughs> two armies on Madagascar. <laughs> and you got... You got Disney in North America, yeah. like I know. I I had to attack you. I had to. Yeah. Sorry, Fox. I had to attack you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed the I needed the army. I needed a card. The, the, the Facebook's going to turn in a match. I had to, to do it. That is a great uh, analogy. And yeah, they they I guess they do. They they have to do it Cause because I mean, like Facebook, Facebook could or is it Facebook or Google or Amazon? Mm-hmm. They could just buy Disney right now, right? I mean, yeah. They, Google has the money. Amazon, uh, I, I don't think they quite have the yeah. same amount of money as Google does. I mean, Google and Apple have billions in cash yeah. right now. Like, I'm, they wouldn't even have to, like, sell anything. They just have the money sitting Let there. Let me write you a check. Exactly. And Facebook, their business model has been twofold. It's either we are going to buy you or we are going to copy you and crush you. Yes. That they, they bought Instagram because they wanted all the hipsters who didn't want to deal with Facebook anymore. And uh, they bought WhatsApp because they wanted a chat and they couldn't buy Snapchat. So they just took what people liked about Snapchat and put it into Instagram. And they were in the process of crushing Snapchat at the moment. And on Facebook now you can do the thing with the like with Snapchat like, oh, look, it's my face. But now there's uh, cat ears on yeah, it. And both, the the you filters. Could... Yeah, you're doing that on Facebook now. Exactly. So the argument for Disney buying up all of Fox's assets is they want to have the movies and have the TV shows that people want Yeah. so that they can create their own platform or they may just build that into Hulu, which when they buy Fox, if it all gets approved by the Justice Department, they will own more than 50% of. No, I thought Hulu was uh, NBC. Hulu is NBC... ABC, which is Disney, Comcast, and I believe AT&T owns a piece of it. It's all crazy. It's all crazy. Well, Hulu was the answer to what the studios ultimately did to compete with YouTube back in the day. Because, like, if you remember YouTube back in 2007, like, people were uploading a bunch of copyrighted clips onto YouTube. Like, if you were looking for a video, you went to YouTube. And then the studios were like... Well, if people are going online to do this anyway, let's create our own site. So NBC and Fox got together. They created Hulu and all the NBC and Fox shows were up there with ads. And mm-hmm. then Disney's like, this is a great idea. We're going to buy stock in this. We're going to put all of the ABC shows up there. They cut deals with CBS. They cut deals with the CW. So it kind of became the hub. So the question then becomes, is Disney going to create the new Disney streaming service. That's They're trying to, to. That's what they said they wanted to do. Or is Hulu going to become that streaming service? I, it, yeah. It, it, well, either way, it, it's going to work out for them. Yes. Uh, it's it's daunting. I guess I'm not smart enough to even uh, see where it's going. I, I really don't. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's going to be the internet, and now there's net neutrality, which I still haven't figured out. Uh, I... I my every fiber in my being tells me keep it the wild wild west yes however uh the wild wild west wasn't perfect correct you had towns uh, i've seen it in movies where seriously like the bad guys take over and like it's just going to be bad guys rule 
in this town. And I don't want uh, bad guys rule. The, the, the thing I like about America is there's law and order. And if somebody comes after my property, I can call the cops. And mm-hmm. the cops come and, you know, help me defend my property. And I'm going to be completely honest. What I believe personally is after you take your time to look at it and meditate, you're going to come around and realize that net neutrality is ultimately the way to go. Because the one thing that I know about you in your being to be true is that you believe that it should be as easy as possible for businesses to get started, correct? That is a big, big thing with me. Yes. I want to encourage capitalism and entrepreneurship wherever I can. Yes. Uh, If net neutrality does ultimately go away, I know the FCC did vote to take it away, but it's already starting to go through the courts. There's talk of legislation. People are working to get it back. But if at the end of the day it goes away, you take... Guys like us who have LoftusParty.com, mm-hmm. and there is nothing stopping the Verizons and the AT&Ts and the Comcast from saying, that's a really nice site you have there. Oh, by the way, uh, we're going to load it at one kilobyte per second onto people's computers if you don't pay us this much money per month. And then I think where I stand on this is like when that happens, people have to sue. It's like what uh, what YouTube is doing mm-hmm. to us. Yes, you know, just like we're just not going to monetize this video. Yes, because you're talking about freedom of speech with mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro. How dare you? Or you or with with Guy Guy Benson. Who's the, that, that's the video. I'm we not do. even kidding. I almost said Guy Fieri. <laughs> I'm talking freedom of speech with Guy Fieri. Loftus all, party is going to Flavortown. All the flavors are there: the salty, the sweet, the crunch. Yeah, um, but no, but like Prager. Uh, university is yeah. is suing YouTube mm-hmm. because they're getting shafted. Yes, so uh, that's how I think it's probably going to play out. Okay, is it going to be? It's going to be in the courts. Okay, and I agree with you. It's just I think it's it's starting a lot sooner than you think it is because it's already starting. There's about right. twelve so states that are about to sue the federal government to make sure that there can be so. Net let's neutrality. let's see how that plays out. Okay. If, if if somebody has a website and they go listen. Uh, this internet provider is holding me ransom. Mm-hmm. They say they're going to slow me down unless I pay them protection money. That's that's we're talking we're talking mafia. Yeah, you know, nice website. So I have something. What happened to it? Exactly. It'd be a shame if this loaded real slow. Remember, yes. dial up, mm-hmm. hand over, <laughs> hand over the register. Uh, that would be bad. Yes. So those people will sue, and it'll happen. I, I get I get worried uh, when the government starts legislating uh, about things that might happen. This might happen, so we should pass a law to make sure it doesn't. But that's, that's, that's it, thought it, crime. The guy. reason that net neutrality was instituted initially wasn't because it might happen; it was because it started to happen. These are the headlines we should be reading. Yes, this is the crap that matters. Yes, right, like the like the 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 Russia thing. I don't think you're going to find anything with Russia. Like, oh, Donald Trump had twelve cokes. Right? <laughs> Donald Trump had 12... I don't give a... I don't, I don't care if he had a case. Okay. I really don't. I agree. I, I, and I don't care if he chases uh, Omarosa around with a broomstick <laughs> and, and she calls him uh, Festus. I don't. I don't care about the inner workings of the, 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 the palace intrigue. Mm-hmm. Any of it. Yeah. It, the government, it, it, it's working. We got checks and balances. I believe in the system. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, he looked at her weird. I don't care. The the the, the, the New York Times, these newspapers of note, stop writing about that crap mm-hmm. and uh, and write about important things that that affect the lives of every American that enjoy the internet and enjoy free trade and uh, all that other good stuff. So um, that's where I stand on that. Okay, uh, so net neutrality. I dropped the ball. I gotta, I gotta figure out more about it, and it's, and that's the other thing. And I don't want to pass a law about it, but like you live in California, I do, you and I, we both live in in uh, Los Angeles. Don't you find it maddening? Uh, maybe this is my Michael Topia. This is an early Michael Topia. Merry Christmas, everybody. In Michael Topia, laws are written in uh, simple language that people can understand. Agreed. Everything has like this double speak to it now. It's really like uh, um, Ab- Abbott and Costello. Like you, you don't. 
you know, if forthwith by the person, of, it's like a bad contract. If you agree to not raise the tax, you agree afford to do raise the tax on the substandard. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't, what am I voting on? How, make it easier. Agreed. Thank you. It's so, uh, it's so confusing and, uh, and horrible. Make the, uh, make that stuff easier. Is Kamala Harris going to run for president, you think? Uh, I don't think she's going to run initially. I think she's a strong VP pick. There's a lot of rumor that it's going to be a a Biden-Harris ticket. Oh, Joe, they can't run Joe. They're going to run Joe. We we, we had Amy Parnes on the show. She said they're going to run Joe. And she said that. She said it last summer. Amy Parnes, by the way, she co-authored uh, the book Shattered, uh, the Hillary Clinton thing, where they just said they made up the Russian thing. That's the other thing. You can go back and look at the book Shattered, and they're like, holy, we lost a Donald Trump. What are we going to do? We should blame it on the, we should say the Russians. Like, they hatched the whole Russia hacked the election thing. Sorry, I can't, no, no, no. I can't it, let it go. Like, you, you know I'm no fan of Hillary Clinton. And that's the other thing. Watch the vlog this week. Go to, maybe you already have, but go to the, the, the FBI thing. That's deeply disturbing. Yes. That's, that's deeply disturbing. However, to be fair, the Hillary Clinton part of it aside, think Robert Mueller, he ultimately did the right thing. He discovered something shady was going on and said, all right, guy, you got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I find it odd that he gave the guy the gig in the first place. And then, that's the other thing. And then it comes to light. Yeah. And and then it's not like it's not it's not like Robert Mueller raised his hand when, hey you guys, you guys, this this dude over here, cheating. This guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna let him go. It's like they were like Robert Mueller was like, Hey, get out of here. Go, go. And then continued on with his way. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, Well, what happened to uh uh Stroikovich? What happened to that that guy? Stro- whatever the heck, stork. Stroke. St- yeah. yeah. Where where'd that guy go? I don't know. We we you know human resources. We put a hey, what do you mean human resources? What did he do? <laughs> you know, you might have, you know, you know, just hated Donald Trump. Um <laughs> where Hillary Clinton go. But yeah, he's he's out of here. What you what what happened? And now all this stuff comes to light. Like, so now I want to go through now. Uh, I'm always about who's watching the watchers. I want to go through everybody else on that and like, all right, who else hates, well, actively hates the president of the United States? Yeah, but I mean, Mueller, and I I say this, you know... With love. With, with love, yes. I think that if you need someone who is as nonpartisan as possible in this position, you're not going to find anyone better than Bob Mueller. I mean, this is a guy who worked for Bush, he worked for Obama... I mean, he's... Deep state guy. Ooh. (laughs) I don't know. And then I start to, like, the catchphrases, the catchphrases, you know. You're not going to find... You hear that a lot, Mm -hmm. which makes me start to suspect. Like, what's this guy hiding? Everybody keeps talking about, he's so nonpartisan. You're not going to find anybody more nonpartisan than Bob Mueller. Really? Really? I don't know. I have no joke for that. It was a great setup for a joke. I had nothing. That aside, though, the other thing I appreciate is he's just off in his corner doing his job right now. And there are no leaks, and stuff isn't really getting out about what he's doing until it ends up in the court, and he says, I need a subpoena, and I need to know what this thing is. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep it that way. Agreed. I like that. Okay, so that is our, our pre-Christmas uh, show. Um, thank you so much. We had an absolute blast. There was we're, there was some rambling. Uh, there was some foul language. <laughs> there was some off color humor. Off color humor. Yes. Uh, however, that's that's just the way the cookie crumbles, you guys. And if you don't like it, tough titty. <laughs> no, we apologize if you hated it. But uh, leave a comment. Uh, be our friend. All that good stuff. Send us an email. Do what you know. Let's let's get going. I had a dude uh, the other day. I posted this thing on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. This John Prine uh, song that I just love. Yes, uh, in spite of ourselves, mm-hmm. that I just love this song. It's fantastic. So a dude and I. I encourage this. I encourage this. I encourage this. Dude goes, not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. That's one of the list, listeners to the podcast. Yes. I'm sorry, I forget your name, but he's like, yeah, listen, not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Then another guy was like, hey, um, I I like, uh, I, I know you like that song. Check this one out. Yes. And he sent me a link to this video 
this crazy song called uh, Satisfaction. It's this bizarre techno thing with hot chicks and power tools. And it's just like, it was awesome. All right. Right? So I, I want to encourage that behavior. Okay. Let's go. Let's discover cool crap together, man. Uh, and like, it's the Star Wars sex toys and whatever, comic books. Uh, articles, UFO, whatever it is, man. Let's let's go, let's go, let's go. It's almost 2018. This is the Loftus Party. Let's go.